Welcome to Horror Originals Podcast. I'm Mansi, and I am your storyteller. Ray was sure that it was a person, or something like a person. He gulped down the latte and walked out of the house. He climbed down the stairs to avoid the noise made by the apartment lift. Security guards were on duty. Ray wanted to slip past them, so he walked fast with AirPods on. He pretended not to hear the man as he walked, deliberately taking the roundabout route. Ray reached the open sewer adjacent to the ground floor window. It was not an easy task to cross over the stinking mess, flowing with black water and lined with green algae. Ray spotted a solidified cement bag lying between the sewer and he stepped on it. The thing was hard like a rock, enough to support his athletic frame. He jumped across over the weeds and took a wide step to reach the corner. Mosquitoes bit his arms and hands. He groaned and slapped the sleeve of his hoodie. Like a crab, he stepped sideways towards the window to remain in the shadows and to reach the window. He reached in a few steps. The window was right beside him. One look and he would come face to face with that thing that hid inside. His throat went dry. His irritation, anger, energy all faded away into paleness. It was cold. There were no mosquitoes, weeds or shrub near the window. Something told him that no living being should be in proximity of that place. Forget about trying to look inside. His hands were shaking. A sheath of moisture covered his body. The wind had stopped suddenly and there was dead silence. Whatever it was, was inching closer. Something moved inside. Ray heard shuffling of feet. He froze and his legs turned jelly. The feet were shifting towards the window. Someone was wearing wooden slippers. For the voice was like sea salt grinding under a wooden rolling pin. His heart was beating like a crazed prisoner trying to break out of a cell. He couldn't breathe. He dragged his feet. Whatever it was, it was close, very close, almost there. Sir! Ray jolted. What? He spat despite his breathlessness. You're not allowed here. A security guard pointed a torch at him from a good distance. This place is off limits. How'd you even cross over? I did not see where I was going. It was dark. I leave. Are you okay? He frowned from behind the N95 mask. You don't look well. What? I'm perfectly fine. You look pale, sweaty. Do you have a fever? I don't. You scared me as all. He finally calmed down and pocketed his hands. I'll go back if that's okay with you. Sure, sir. Take care. Stay safe. Stay safe, rubbish, he thought as he walked back. How easily they get scared. He shook away these thoughts and wiped his face on the back of his sleeve as he walked back into his building through the main gate, again ignoring his guard's scrutiny. Ray couldn't sleep the whole night. He could feel fear creep under his skin and his heart drumming a dull buzz. He could not breathe normally. Trying to paint was useless, so he was going to read, write or watch a series. He didn't want to make any coffee. What he could see next might scare him to death. A new day dawned in a few hours. The same old shadow of his building fell over the far corner of the other. 
Ray had gone hours without anything to eat or drink. He had utilized everything in the fridge, and the rest of the stuff lay near the kitchen window, where the shelves and the slabs were fitted. Why was the fear taking over him? In the end, it was all in his mind. It was nothing. Why should some illusion make him feel down? His fear turned into an itch. He still didn't know what was inside the window or what he had seen. He had been so close he could have turned and come face to face with a monster, a human, a zombie, whatever was inside the room. The sound of the dragging feet replayed in his mind like a loop. Deep inside, he had to know what it was. How can there be anything as superstitious as a ghost? What if someone was kidnapped and was being held captive in there? With this lockdown in the country, no one will find out. They're all fearful and nonsensical, he thought. What if he could save someone and be a hero? What if he could solve a mystery? A prized man, blessed with not only his mind and looks, but also a damn good spine. Lies. He wanted the adrenaline rush again. The high of knowing what he didn't. Being locked up inside in quarantine. His daily rush of solving things and knowing what others did not was on the low. Withdrawal? He shut his laptop and looked at the window. It was five and past the time for evening cuppa. He didn't realize how numb he was when he walked towards the window. The coffee machine clicked to life and whirred as it squeezed the imported beans, this time Ethiopian. The steam from its metal pipe screamed into the cream, and a white froth formed. Ray rotated the cream jar and turned towards the corner, the far corner of the other building. His eyes lifted slowly for a glance but stayed there as a stare. His focus was like hypnosis. He did not notice the window's glass pane vibrate. He didn't bother as the whirring of the machine stopped with a beeping error or that he had let go of the jar. The cream spilled over the black marble slab. He didn't notice the dull grey sky that would not see any moon in the night. He did, however, see the yellow globes shining brighter than the day before, as if a new life was induced in old bulbs. This was his chance to see what it was. Ray left everything and rushed outside, putting his hoodie on. This time, he will look at it without fear. There was daylight still. However, Miyaka and people won't look at him strangely. He walked through the gate, hands pocketed and hood up, as if going to get grocery, and went through the same route. He jumped over the open sewer, stepping over the hardened cement bag, and walked towards the window. This time, he walked up straight, like a man that he was. His legs twitched and he stepped in an area with no grass, no insect. He could clearly distinguish it thanks to the buzzing colonies of mosquitoes on either side of the window. The one spot that did not welcome life, but he had to step in there, he had to know. The window had vertical bars interlaced with horizontal floral designs. It was rusted at the intersections and dust had hardened on the grill. Beyond the grill that held her, whatever it was inside, there was a curtain of darkness. No light, no reflection of the skylight, nothing at all. As he stepped closer, the area felt like a spot on Mercury.
It was hot, heavy, and he had to draw every breath with force. Wind flowing throughout the city of Bangalore that day didn't touch him. He kept a hand on the grill, trying to catch his breath and steady his legs. Every fiber of his body begged him to stay away, but his mind was jeering him. Then he turned around to look inside the grill. There was nothing but darkness for a few seconds before the voice of the dragging feet reached him, coming from deep inside. A dry drag of wood against a cement floor closed nearer and nearer until he saw the two yellow globes. They were big. They were eyes. Big round eyes of a person who was either in a wild ecstasy of some sorts or was completely insane. Two canines, inch long each, shone in a yellow tint over a black lower lip. What he saw next made him scream and wet his pants. His hands came away from the grill, as if electrified, and he ran for his life. A ringing laughter, guttural and hair-raising, echoed in the whole area. The laugh was loud like a siren, but only Ray could hear it. He jumped across the sewer and fell. He got up without delay and ran even as his heart tore across his ribcage like a pinball. Saliva dripped from the corner of his mouth and his eyes and nose watered. He hid in a corner for a minute to control himself, clasping his chest. He was terrified, so much so that it sounded like he was having an asthma attack. It can't be true, it can't be true, he chanted in his head. It took him half an hour to calm himself down. The sun had almost set by then. He cleaned his face on the inner side of his hoodie and cringed looking at his wet pants. A mixture of urine and mud made him look like a street dog. He would have to walk by as quietly as possible from the main gate. He took a deep breath and walked with his hands pocketed like nothing ever happened. The security guard was sitting inside a corner room beside the main entry of the building and didn't get a look at his pants. Ray encountered no one else and went up the stairs. His shoulders and back ached after just a few steps. His throat went dry and eyes began to burn. Two vibrating hands inside his pocket suggested shivering. Till the time he labored upstairs and dumped himself on the couch, he was drenched in cold sweat. Oh, fuck. He noticed his burning forehead when he tried to rub the sweat off. It was a mess. And he was in trouble if someone saw him during this time of lockdown. Ray? Rhea's horrified voice made him look up. She clapped her hand over her mouth in horror and stepped back. He was pale, red-eyed, sweating and shivering. Not to forget, she could smell urine from the other corner she stood in. Ray, do you have a fever? Did you, did you pee yourself? He rose from the couch and began to speak carefully. This is not what you think it is. Rhea didn't wait for him to complete the sentence and rushed to lock herself in the bedroom. His head split in an ache and he groaned. But he managed to run after her and pound the bedroom door. Open the door, Rhea. This is not what you think. Stay away, she shouted and started dialing a number from a newspaper. Ray's forehead was burning. He had a killing headache and he lost it when he heard her say, Quarantine Helpline.
His fist curled and veins pulsed on his forehead, black against his fair skin. He punched into the door. Rhea shrieked. Don't do anything stupid, you bitch. He beat the door. Open the damn door. I'm not sick. I just fell. She howled and screamed for help from her window while calling the COVID-19 quarantine help. He was like a rabid dog, snaring its fang, ready to pounce on her with poisonous claws. Rhea had never seen the sight so ugly of the man she had lived with for five years. Ray was gone. Something had taken him away from her. And it had happened a day before. What happened now was just the climax. This day had been inching closer in one form or the other. She shuddered as the door cracked in the middle. Please come soon. He's gone mad. He's going to hurt me. She broke into a heavy sob. I'll die. I'll die if he gets in. Don't worry, ma'am. We've dispatched the ambulance and the police for you. This is an extreme case. We've not seen such behavior. Just take him away. She cried and shrieked every time he pounded his fist into the door. He cursed her in every colorful way he could think of. You ungrateful bitch, you or you're destroying my life. Get out, get out of my house. I am not sick. Sir, please stay away from her. The apartment guard had come upstairs with a rifle and was inside the house. Ray had forgotten to lock. He went silent and stared at him with eyes bulging in rage. A grin spread across his face, a contemptuous grin. You will shoot me in my own house? He stepped closer to him. The guard stepped back. Ray laughed as he glared at the skinny man with a rifle shaking in his hands. The guard's teeth were clenched to prevent him from clattering behind his N95 mask. Ray whistled tonelessly, stepping towards him, and walked till the rifle was on his chest. You will shoot me? You will bloody the floor of my house? As if that bitch has not dirtied this place enough. Come on, shoot! Shoot! The guard flinched. Ray laughed at the scared man and blowed in his face. I'll give you whatever I have. He nodded at his own suggestion. Stop it, the guard warned him. He stood at a distance of his rifle, shaking. Two more men came with masks on and shouted at Ray to stand away with hands up. Ray laughed loudly. His mad laughter echoed throughout the floor. The men had no choice but to pin him down. Ray was like a wild animal caught in a snare. The men had to use all their strength to keep him down till the ambulance and the police arrived. Masked men in khaki and white coats handcuffed and took Ray away in an ambulance. He struggled and shouted all the way. He got fits of laughter and whistling as they drove him to the quarantine site. A nurse took his temperature and looked at another nurse in horror. His fever was too high to even be conscious. Oh my God, no doubt he's delusional, a doctor said, looking at a paper clipped on a board. His fever is off the charts, but no sign of COVID as of now. No lung issue, no nothing else. He does seem to have an infection though. Look at this, his white blood cells count. The number is crazy high. The doctor sighed 
behind his white mask and watched Ray strapped inside an isolation unit. They had to tie his hands and feet like a mental patient. They also had to sedate him. I have never seen any other patient act so violently in this severe condition. How is that even possible? He frowned. He looks possessed or something. You should have seen how frightened his girlfriend was. She told us about his deviant behavior that started yesterday. Is she quarantined? Yes, doctor. She's okay. No symptoms as of now. Ray could feel things in slow motion. He could hear voices as echoes and see things in blurred images. The room was spinning, floating. Images of Rhea naked in his bed, the enlightened faces of his colleagues after meeting with him, his students, proud parents, his boss. Then the images of his house floated. When it came to the coffee machine, the froth, the ceramic copper, the window, and the... He gasped and woke up from a sedated state. He tried to get up, but something bound his hands and legs, as if he was in an asylum. Hello? Hey, untie me. What the hell is this? He shook the whole bed as he struggled, dazed and confused. His neck was stiff in pain and muscles ached in every inch of his body. It came to him slowly. The shouts, screams, pounding, being pinned down and taken into quarantine. The alien face that had terrified him in the first place. He gulped, his core shivered, and his teeth clattered. Get used to it. A raspy voice came from beside him, raising Ray despite his high fever. He slowly turned his neck to his left. What will happen next? What spectre will Ray see? Stay tuned for the next episode of The Far Corner, only on Horror Originals Podcast.